Some movies are supposed to just die. CBLS, hell yes, the lifestyle's baller. Podcast getting bigger and not smaller. Hey, I had a dream about you. Why don't you come over and fuck me later? So he gets sucked out of his planet onto planet Earth. And one of the things that he has to do, other than just get the hell back to his home planet, <laughs> is get a job. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. I'm the host. Thank you very much for joining us. Episode number 256 of the show. A special episode, a movie review episode, quite possibly the worst movie. I thought Face Off was the worst movie ever made, and we reviewed it here. But see, Face Off is the kind of bad that's funny. Some movies are just bad without – you can't – like they're just too bad. Uh, so we'll get into that. You're, you're going to probably want to remark on this one, and if you do, write this down. It's the email address. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. The voicemail number, 949-464-TBLS. Also, if you would like to rant about this on our subreddit, our our Reddit moderator, I'm going to look right now. Our Reddit moderator was bemoaning the fact that we only have 29... Oh, we still only have 29 subscribers. Looking for that 30th subscriber on Reddit. TBLS underscore podcast on Reddit. Get on there. I don't like that laugh. Um, I am joined now, as always, by Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? Um, you, you said it. This, this is the worst movie ever made. It's so bad. And um, this and, is on yes. this is on a lot of our listeners because we we get some suggestions. Some are good. Yep. Yep. But a lot of people kept chiming in. What about Howard the Duck? What about Howard the right. Duck? Some movies are supposed to just die and be remembered as terrible. And a lot of times we'll do a movie just based on the groundswell of support and that's so like we did um Fast Times at Ridgemont High. If you haven't I'm yep. not sure what number episode that is, but you should go back and check it out. And great movie. Primarily, the reason we did it is because people in the on Twitter and on our Facebook page and all around were like, "Hey, you guys got to do Fast Times." And also, close friend of the show, Travis Rogers, he is a an expert in that movie. So we had him on. We did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Kind of one of those movies that you would think is too funny to make fun of, but it wasn't, and it was we, we were so talented good, that we made it good. We were so good. We made a great review. So a lot of people have been hitting me up on on Twitter, and they're like, "Howard the Duck, you got to do this, Howard the Duck, do this." And I and I va- I never saw it, but I vaguely I remember it was a big bomb. I remember like George Lucas and George Lucas. Yeah, let's. Uh, we need to go back and. Uh, Take a look at that legend. Well, I love when all the losers, when the prequels came out, all the losers are like, he's ruining my childhood. And, you know, I found Star Wars entertaining entertaining as a kid. But if you listen to the dialogue, it was for children. It was terrible. So when those adults listen to the dialogue in the prequels, they're like, wait a second. This is terrible dialogue because George Lucas is not good at that kind of stuff. 
Uh, yeah, how about how about Star Wars one, episode six or four, whatever? New yeah, Hope, when it, when Star it was Wars, just Star Wars. Yeah, Star. How about Star Wars and Return of the Jedi having essentially the same exact plot? <laughs> they blow up the, the Death Star. Blow up! The, oh, it's an. Hey, look, it's another Death Star. Hey, we had a Death Star in the first one. What do we got in this third one? Oh, they fucking built another one, and also this one has 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 uh, teddy bears. There's teddy bears. There's a whole planet full of teddy bears, and you guys fucking love that shit. Yeah. Fuck Star Wars. Fuck George Lucas, and especially fuck him for this. But my ire is reserved for someone else because while the listeners. I've been hitting us up for years. Do it, say, do it. One in particular has been like, yeah. you got to do Howard the Duck. Yeah, he we'll must have told on. us like twenty times we got to do it. Yeah, what, when are you going to do? We got to do Howard the Duck, and I'm like, I've never seen it, but it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a ma- it's a tiny mascot that people just talk to like it's a real thing, and I'm like, that's got to be funny. So yeah, we could do that. But then one day, out of the blue, I get this email, and. This it's from a close friend of mine, Jason Stewart. You may have heard him yeah. on the Bachelor Lifestyle here, as well as on some of our movie reviews. And he sends this email. He goes, "Hey," and it's a it's like a group. He's emailed myself and Ed Daly, and he's got he's got show ideas. And this guy, he's a radio producer. Like yeah, now he's, he's an a idea TV man. producer. Yeah, he's been around. He's done some acting. He's a good dude. But he hits me with this email. He hits us with this email. He's like. What do you guys think of doing Howard the Duck, doing a movie review of it? And I was like, oh, that's weird. It's Now I'm getting it from both sides. I'm exactly. getting it from the listeners. That was yeah. what and put us I'm, over the edge. We were yes, holding out. We'd been asked for years to do the, this one. We never did it. Then Jason. Yeah. So Jason hits, hits us up. And I'm like, well, now it's like, it's like confirmation bias. You know, it's like all of a sudden a, a, a third party has – thrown tacit approval down on this Howard the Duck movie. And I go, well, I trust Jason. He's a funny guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. Like having him on. Of course. And so then Ed, co-host of the show, Ed Daly, he, out of the blue, he watches Howard the Duck. And he, so we put, we put this on the, on the schedule. We're, we're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, you know, first part of the year. This is last year we have this discussion. Yeah. So Ed, Ed's a proactive guy. He's not like me. I literally finished watching Howard the Duck 23 minutes ago. <laughs> Ed Daly watched it like three weeks ago and he sends me a text. He's like, dude, I just watched Howard the Duck and I got to be honest. I don't think we can do it. It's I just don't. Terrible. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. So I go, I reach out to Jason and I go, hey, Ed's got some concerns about Howard the Duck. And Jason says this to me. Really? I've never seen it. <laughs> the, the guy... Goes in, goes in a, uses a formal means of communication. You send somebody yeah. a text, it's lighthearted. Yeah. It's, it's, it's disposable. But yeah. a, you send, but some, an email. you send an email. Yeah. That's basically like a fucking certified letter written with a quill and sealed with one of those <laughs> wax things. Yeah. With it's those, like the, he, it's the stamps with the hot wax. Yeah. The, the stamp. It's like, it's like he sent a raven. Like <laughs> shit got, got real. And then I go, well, you, you had this idea to, uh, to to do this review and he's like i don't know somebody uh i don't know, somebody su- suggested it and i'm and i go what you mean like on twitter <laughs> and he's like yeah i think it's so. probably the guy 
Yeah. So I got fucking backdoored by our own yeah. listenership. The fans used Jason Stewart as a mule to <laughs> smuggle in this terrible – he brought – and it's not How available it, streaming anywhere. So I actually they I had, had to, to pay money to see this. Yeah, I had to pay $4 for this on Amazon. Jay Stu put Howard the Duck inside of his asshole and then <laughs> brought it to me in an yeah. email. And he then, Maria Full of Grace does. Yeah, like Maria Full of Grace. He got out all every single one of the condoms full of Howard the Duck. And we'd already agreed to do it. So now we've done it. Oh, no, and by the way. Joining us now, Maria full of dumb. (laughs) Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? What what have you got to say for yourself? First of all, hello, everybody. And what did I miss? I I haven't heard anything up until now. I'm I'm joking. Um, So let me let me clarify a couple of things. Okay, Um, you guys went rogue before the holidays and did like <laughs> nine movie reviews and only included me on one of them and uh, Stevie Carbone on another one. And, and we were both, um, I guess privately kind of uh, put off. And then so when people brought it, move. So when people yeah. brought it to our attention online, then we had to make it public. And that, oh, and, you're not, and, you're not a regular listener. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, yeah, exactly. I listen to every single episode guys. Now, Every single episode that he's on, he listens to. <laughs> yeah. So um, here's the deal with this. It wasn't a, a Twitter suggestion. It was a, you know, I when when I do the episodes, when I do the movie reviews, I often uh, tell friends to listen, suggest friends. And when people are going on long trips or something, I, I send them the links. And they often are um, entertained, entertained by our podcasts. I fucking hate. Your friends, Jason. I hate your friends so, so much, and I hate monsters. Jason, and I hate Ed Daly's friends. All your friends are like, "Hey, they, oh, listen to episode three fifty six, yeah. and then and and minute twenty nine, you said this one thing I thought was so funny." I got z- exactly. Well, I got zero friends. That's probably the first part. But then B of the of the very minimal amount of friends I have, none of them even fucking know. Hey, you still doing that podcast thing? <laughs> fuck those guys. Fuck your friends and fuck my friends. Okay, continue with but your to, this to me, excuse. To me, the, the story um, you know, has an evolution to it. So you have you have the first person I contacted saying I'm I'm looking to kill a few hours as we drive, you know, to Northern California, and I said, Here, why don't you listen to this podcast? You guys will like it. So my friend was driving with a friend, and that friend, after listening to two or three of our movie podcasts, had nice things to say about it. They laughed, and they said, you know what they should do? Howard the Duck. Mm -hmm. So I got a text from my buddy saying, you guys should do Howard the Duck. Such and such says you need to do that. So this is – So you got a text, and you turned it into an email. I turned it into an email. Yeah, 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 he did. I'm not sure why I I did an email. I have no idea, but I will say that this is – He quilled it. This isn't just yeah. some half-assed uh, social media encounter with a stranger. This is a friend oh. of a friend. There's like a harpsichord playing in the background as he wrote so, that email. Pe- people you know, IRL, are looking to sabotage my podcast. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, If you look at it glass half full, you have a new listener was turned on to like the that. podcast. I like that. And yeah. then they turned on a new listener 
and both oh. of them will likely then, be listening to this one. And the now, hundred are going to jump off after listening to this. But I, <laughs> yeah. I will say this: before there was the internet and that the term "gone viral," um, you know, jump the shark, and uh, every did, Ma- gone. did Magic Johnson invent that term? There was something. Gone viral. There was something called. Uh, was it, what was it called? Hand to mouth. Uh, Ear to mouth. Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Foot and mouth disease? Of, foot and mouth. <laughs> Ass to mouth, what is it called? Oh um, my God, what is wrong with you? So uh, word of mouth is, is is spreading about the podcast, so I shouldn't be getting any shit about this. We're going to we're gonna do this as best we can. And then, I mean, uh, just the opening. Just as it opens, you hear that sad jazz music. Also, yeah, and also... It's it's a lingering long scene. Hold on, let, let me play the trailer, and then we'll get into this movie because this movie is comprised of many, many me- me- meandering. Yes, much long... like much like the movie Roma. Yes, well, I haven't seen. It. Hey, don't spoil Roma for me. I enjoyed it, by the way, Ed. Jason oh, saw it in the theater. The favorite, I'll give the thumbs up to Roma. I love no. the favorite. Well, we could do we could do an Oscars um, precast when that comes around. Okay, Howard the Duck. Hold on, let me give you the let me read you the IMDb. Howard the Duck, a sarcastic humanoid duck, is pulled from his home world to Earth, where he must stop a hellish alien invasion with the help of a nerdy scientist and a cute, struggling female rock singer who fancies him. Directed by Willard Hike. Hike. Um, still with us. Let's see what else he's directed. Can't imagine um, he got a lot of calls after this one. He's directed four movies. None of them are Messiah of Evil, French Postcards, Best Defense, Howard the Duck. It looks like he's more the of a writer. Best Defense was a bomb. That was that movie. I think it was a Dudley Moore movie and Eddie Murphy Eddie was Murphy. really hot and they put him on the poster and he was in it for like two seconds. Oh, Best yeah. defense. Yeah, that's that's right. Now the, um, what I had read and doing some of my homework for this, this was one of George Lucas's buddies. Like he yeah, had worked on other projects and George yep. Lucas like threw him a bone and said, direct this film. And I think yeah. it was the last the thing. George ever- R. Binks, the George R. Binks of directors. Yeah, he's the last. This is the last movie he ever directed. Yes, he wrote American Graffiti. He also wrote more American Graffiti. He wrote Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah, kind of like which was, wrote, which was which was the worst Indiana Jones, right? Is that the uh, one with Sean Connery? That's the one where he pulls out the heart. I mean, for yeah, a kid, that was as it's, badass it's as it the gets. The worst Indiana Jones, though. Of all of all three, uh, you're right. The last one sucked. Grandkid or the son. But oh, that the, doesn't count. The Shia LaBeouf that doesn't, doesn't count. count. But doesn't between count. Best Defense and um, and Howard the Duck and the Temple of Doom, I'm, he was just like one dud oh after three. another in the eight. I say over oh three. Um, yeah, this guy sucks. He wrote it and directed it. Uh, oh, it looks like he had some help. You know, it's probably one of those things where they gave it to a few people to to write. Oh, it's it's so it's based. And I'm not sure if I knew this till I. I was getting ready to watch it. It's based off a fucking comic book. Thanks, nerds. Um, it's, it's, got, not, it's, it's not just it's, it's it's not just based off a comic book, dude. It's it's the very first commercially made Marvel movie. Now, if you look through the prism oh of like God, 2019, you would think, wait yeah, a minute, there's like 19 
yeah, like yeah. Marvel movies are everything now. They made this as the the very first Marvel movie was this piece of shit. And yeah. they didn't touch a Marvel movie for many more years after this. Marvel was insignificant back then. And it's hard to think of that given how popular it is right now. Well, because the the technology needed to catch up. Could, much, like, in, yeah, any, much more. Anybody that's seen Howard the Duck where it's a fucking mascot walking around. He looks like a, a mini version of one of the um, Chuck E. Cheese characters that's in the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the same, Awful. like those animatronic eyes. So bad. Um, this thing costs thir- $30 million to make. Which was a lot back then. Yeah. Uh, it was a huge budget in the 80s. It grossed domestically $15 million. I, so I can't imagine that's, that's they even earned budget. that. In today's yeah. money, I can't imagine earning fifteen million. Yeah, it's you. Uh, you would think shock. you would think that putting George Lucas's name probably all over the trailer and knowing that it was a George Lucas movie, he was in his prime at this point. That yeah, probably got people through the door. Now the uh, what was it? The hearsay, word of mouth, foot to mouth, probably ruined it, and the critics panned it. But I'm guessing that those people just went through the turnstiles for George Lucas, right? Maybe the fifteen million dollars yeah. worth. Yeah, um, yeah. This guy, this is this is George Lucas's baby. He wanted to make this. Um, they made it. I it mean, it, even if you're into comic books, this couldn't have been a good one. No, it's, it's no, it's like it, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. like solving crimes and swinging on his web. What could this have possibly been as a comic book? Terrible. Yeah, totally. Uh, the cast, Leah Thompson, the one saving grace of this film. There's one scene in particular that I was just something. I just watched it like an hour ago, and uh, something stirred in me at one point. In this like I was I was actually stirring something mm-hmm. with what stirred in me. Um, Leah Thompson, uh, Jeffrey Jones, Ed Rooney. Yeah, who is good actor. I'm pretty a good actor. Better ass, but a good actor. Yes. He's got he's, he's got some good issues. in Amadeus. A young Tim Robbins. Yeah, pre-Nuclelouch. Pre-Nuclelouch. What had he done even before this? Let's look at his eye. It's, it's this is pre-Hudsucker Proxy. This is pre-everything. I mean, the, the interesting thing about this is that he did a lot of things prior to this. But well, this, was all, this was also the year that he was... Uh, Merlin and Top Gun, which is another podcast that we did. Mm. Same year. Tim Robbins was Merlin? He was just like a yeah. friend. I don't even know yeah. if he had a speaking role, right? He just was yeah. kind of... Barely, yep. Yeah, he was a Rio. Uh, yeah, this is right. So he did Howard the Duck just after uh, Top Gun. And before that, it was mostly just um, like he was did, a, did an episode of Moonlighting. St. Elsewhere down there? Yeah, Hill Street Blues... The Love Boat, Santa Barbara, which is a uh, which is a soap opera. Hardcastle and McCormick. <laughs> There's one. That's back when if you did a crime, your sentence could be you have to go live with the judge that sentenced you. <laughs> <laughs> I miss. I miss. Oh, he was also in a TV series called Leg Men, what? which is probably which had exactly one viewer. <laughs> my good friend. Telly Two Putts, who's announced to the world that he's a leg man. I'm a leg man. That sounds like an SNL sketch. Hey, leg, leg man. man. Ooh. Yeah. Who's, 
Who's a leg man? Hate, no to leg see man. Her, <laughs> hate to see her leave, but love to watch her go. <laughs> Legs. Uh, yeah, so this is his basically his first real thing, and he's terrible in it. Uh, and then Howard the Duck. I was reading that um, Howard the, the Duck is – what's that? Uh, who was in the costume? Some guy called Ed Gale was supposedly Howard the Duck. But if you look on the IMDb, there's about seven different people that played Howard the Duck, not including oh, the guy Ed that Gale did the voice. The voice? No, wait, he was, he's a little person, but it looks like a whole bunch of little persons. So I guess they use different little people at different times because there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, physical actors that played Howard the Duck. Plus, they got some guy called. That's a good. I I was wondering about that when they when they were doing the air scenes towards the end. Also, a couple little. Um, uh, there's a lot of like '80s actors that you would recognize that pop up here and there. Like there's just one guy that always plays a lawyer on like law and order and stuff. And you're, I think he was somebody's dad on something. He plays the cop and Holly Robinson. Pete is it, there. She's in Leah Thompson's band. It's funny. I was, uh, I was, uh, what did I see it three weeks ago and I've blocked almost all of it already. Yeah. You're, you're smart too. Okay. So what, what this but, movie did, didn't do that at some point Hollywood uh, started to do, but this was back in the mid eighties when they hadn't started doing it yet. It's, they no matter started cocaine for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely, true. a lot of cocaine but, involved in the making of this movie. But no matter if it's an animated character or something like this, which is like a, a cross between animated and real action, whatever the hell this character was, the um, the casting usually casts somebody with a huge name nowadays. Like it, it doesn't yeah. matter that you never see them on camera. The voice is what sells it. They did. Right. They chose not to do that, and they did like like you said. I think three or four different characters or voices or or, or what have you. But like, you this would be like uh, the guy from Big Bang Theory would have the the voice exactly. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. But the but if you uh if you flash forward to the next time that Howard the Duck is on a, in, in a film, it was in uh, Guardian of the Galaxy, and um, yeah. and Howard the Duck is is featured like um in that movie a little bit, but. Uh, to prove my point, there's a raccoon in that Guardian of the Galaxy, and I forget his yeah. name. I'm not a Marvel nerd, but it's, but he's like a he's a wise cracking right. raccoon, and like Howard the Duck, and it's played by Bradley Cooper, maybe the biggest star on the planet. Huge. Now you never see him, or even he even changes his voice so much that you don't even know it's him. Yeah, it doesn't. But at some point, they him. figured out. Yeah, just if you put his name in the credits, that's what gets people through the door, right? right? Do you think that they're, when they hired um, Bradley Cooper, that was part of the selling point? They're like, hey, like you can come. You can be in this movie, but don't worry. You, 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 we're just going to record your voice, so you're not going to be on screen, so you can just do the entire movie from the closet. Is that I, your I, theory, I, too? I only saw part of one of them. Did you? <laughs> Because then, it, then it's like that's probably more comfortable for him if he doesn't have to be. He just has to record his voice, so he could yeah, just Matt. stand. Go, he closet. could just go and just go to where he's comfortable, like his closet, and do the um, do the thing. So that's an idea. Uh, okay, let's listen. Let's listen to. The, let's check out the trailer. This will tell you everything you need to know about the movie. <laughs> sea of stars lies another world, a world almost exactly like ours. 
This is where he lives. He's 27 years old, single, but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? I totally had this answer machine, by the way. And I do like that they set him up as a real, like, duck playboy. He's like, he's got messages on his answering machine from some duck chick that's like, hey, I had a dream about you. Why don't you come over and fuck me later? And, like, he's like, real, he's like checking out Playboy. And it's yeah. kind of gross. Yeah, the nipple he, on the. Yeah, there's like, because they're not. This is another thing. He doesn't look very much like a duck. Like, he's got the bill, but he's got a little human shaped body. Yeah. Like, he even and has the knees. Female ducks have areola. Yeah, that was really gross. And they look like they have implants. The whole thing's gross. Okay, let's get the rest of the trailer. He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to his career goals. You went to med school? To explore new relationships. <laughs> To redefine his self-image. I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises. To adjust to a changing lifestyle. (laughs) Until he discovers just who he really is. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man. Howard the Duck, trapped in a world he never made. Coming from George Lucas, a Willard Hike film, uh, Gloria Katz production. The Willard Hike. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the trailer. <laughs> so this thing starts off. You heard a little bit of it there in the trailer. Yeah, that's Howard. sad jazz. It sounds like an episode of Quincy is about to start. Yeah, it's lit like film noir style. He's supposed to be like a Humphrey Bogart type of dude. Like he comes in, he's got the old timey forties mini suit on, and they kind of slow the, play like, it. Post old. Old like movie posters, but WC exactly. Fowls and May Nest. Like it's all these cheesy puns. It's really bad. There's those things are littered throughout the movie and they do not help. Um yeah, he's so he's cruising in. He's a Budweiser man, which yeah, I like. Bud he cracks heavy. a beer. Yeah, Bud Heavy. He's get a lot of product placement in this. No one drinks anything but a Budweiser throughout the entire movie, which kind of takes you out of it. Um he uh He's comes. He's obviously getting off work. He's got answering machine messages. He sits down uh, in a chair. He's checking out his duck playboy. I can't remember what that was called. Play, play foul. No, it's play duck. No. no, it's play foul. No, play duck. Are you sure? I think it was called play duck. It may be the most uh, unoriginal name or pun in the entire movie. And full of a movie full of horrible puns. Play duck. Google that for us. Google that for us. Um, yeah, he's just chilling. He's sitting in his chair. He's figuring out what he's going to do that night. Throws on the TV and you're getting, they don't really show him except in shadow at first. And you're getting like, he turns on his TV and it's all duck. Uh, There's an album. There's an album in the background. I guess he's a musician because it says Howard and the Heartbreakers. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he's got like a copy of his album, Howard. And the, yeah, because you're not sure. I wasn't sure at first. I'm like, because there's a, um, there's a Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I can't remember what they called uh, that. Yeah, Raiders of the Lost Egg or something. 
Yeah, and it's a picture of looks like him, and I'm like, oh, is he supposed to be like some movie star? I'd never seen this, and so I didn't realize that he lived in like a world of ducks until he turned on the TV, and I'm like, oh, right, it's all ducks there. And then, so then he gets like tractor beamed. He's like sitting in his chair, and he's like, uh, earthquake! Like everything starts shaking, and shit's falling off the walls and shit. And it's like, oh my god, the big one! And then all of a sudden, uh, um, a laser. Or like some like a tube of light blasts through his wall and picks him it up is, in his chair. It is play duck, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Confirm. it is play duck. Um. Well, I like play foul better. And it sucks him through the wall and then through space and into you know through through time and space. Well, first, and he then, goes through apartments. I think you see like naked yeah, ducks. And yeah, there's duck titties in one. Yeah, he gets he lives in an apartment, so he gets like sucked through the building through all. He doesn't have an end unit. So he gets sucked through all his neighbors, what, which what, is kind of weird. What was the rating on this film? F minus. Was it was rated PG, I think. And yeah, I mean, is it? A, there's not really a lot of cussing or titties, right? There's but no like, titties, unfortunately. With all the innuendo and stuff of, and especially back then, at a more innocent time, like that, I think that might be the crux of this movie. It it's not a kids movie. But it's not an adult movie. Like there's no, there's it's somewhere right, right the in audience? between because they go for Who's the, the sex thing all the time. There's all I this. I guess innuendo. it's for like thirteen year olds. I don't. I mean, so not, saying, it's, yeah. it's lame for thirteen year olds too. It, it, there's no audience. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was I mean, an audience. Yeah. I would have been around that age when it came out. You know, I was like eleven, and I definitely I remember thinking, I remember oh, that might be good. It. I saw yeah, I it like a it. sleepover, like we rented it and then yeah. just bailed on it. I just remember yeah. knowing it was bad, but I couldn't remember a thing about it. Yeah, it's a real piece of shit. Um, so yeah, he gets sucked into onto Earth and he gets deposited uh, um, in Cleveland. In Cleveland. And yeah, and it's like a kind of a seedy part of town, you can tell. And uh, he, he immediately... Um, it's like a gay biker gang that surrounds him when he lands. Yeah, and, yeah, and they like grab him and pick him up. Nobody's anybody that's shocked to see a talking. It looks like like a Three Mile Island duck. It's like doesn't look. It's weird that everyone goes, "Oh, that's a duck," because he doesn't really look that much like a duck, and he walks on two legs and shit. So they these like bikerish dudes or punks, uh, like Hollywood punks, like pick him up and they're like, Hey, let's bring this thing in the bar with us. And they go in the bar and then he immediately gets thrown out because they're like, we don't serve pets or something. And then, or no kids or something, which is weird that you, if you thought it was a kid that you would open the door and just fling the kid <laughs> out in the street. In the right. <clears throat> um, and they so, then, by Leah Thompson yeah. singing in a cage for some reason. Yeah. She's it's, it's like blues brothers, like Bob's country bunker where you're singing, but you have to be behind uh, chain link, or else the the bottles they throw will hit you in the face or something. And every time, uh, yeah. that, every time Leah Thompson and her band's on, I I really kind of put myself in the shoes that she must have been thinking and feeling this at the time. Like I'm in a George Lucas film. This was like a 32 million dollar budget, and I get to sing on a soundtrack. I mean, I'm. This is going to go like international sensation. This soundtrack, like every time I like see how much heart she's putting into her songs and stuff, I really think that she was under the impression that this was going to be her big 
crossover moment. I wonder about that. I feel bad. I I had some moments too while she was supposedly up there playing with her band because she clearly doesn't play guitar, <laughs> and which is fine. But she's miming that she does play guitar. But meanwhile, she's got a full band and everyone else has guitars and basses and drums and keyboards and shit. Why couldn't she just be the singer? Because she's the singer of the band. Do we need to also make her a guitar player? I feel like that really ratchets up. And Jason Stewart, you're a big star. You've acted in lots of Lifetime movies. It's If you got to be doing something like playing the guitar, that's fucking twice as hard as just doing just doing the pantomiming singing a song. So I thought that was kind of a bummer for her. Bum me out. It's a good uh, point. But, the whole but, movie but me did out. you? Th- these are original songs. Like at so- yeah, somewhere along so the bad. way, there is a cassette tape that's a Howard the Duck soundtrack. These are original songs. I think that yeah, they said this is going to be a part of the package deal. It's going to be worth billions of dollars worldwide at the end of this, and it's got a soundtrack. It would be like the well, next Saturday Night Fever or something. So I'm just looking at the. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was just looking. Well, the um, the song, the theme song, which plays at the end, which I have here, and I will play at oh, the end. Howard of the, the Duck. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Very on the nose. I remember. He, I remember that song being played on the radio as a kid. Really? But the all yeah, all the songs are, or many of the songs were composed by the great Thomas Dolby. Oh, oh my God! Blind to me with science. That explains yeah. it. Yeah. So now, what, what um, they, happened when? They toss Howard into the alley, and then this women biker gang, Satan sluts, like <laughs> try to kill him. Yeah, that was. <laughs> and then they just went weird. away. It was weird. Like it's a little. It was kind of like a Mad Max ish scenario. I'm like, is this an? Is this like our Cleveland? Because I was confused because it was very rugged, and then there's like a a living. What I guess you could say is an animal because he is a duck and he's, he's like in the road and there's all these chicks on motorcycles and they don't like even try to move or go around him or anything. They just keep on driving and he like flops up in the air and lands on one of their laps on the motorcycle, which I thought was kind of weird. Satan sweats. Yeah, Satan yeah. Sluts was the was the girl biker game. At some point a lot uh, in, in this biker scene or in the bar or somewhere – he has to beat people up, like multiple people up, right? Bunch because of times. Bunch it's of times. the first time uh, well, in this. Remember his his hobbies. One of them is Aikido. Steven Seagal's. Okay, so yeah, the made up one. The so, made up one. But it's pretty clear that even though that this is a Marvel comic, you know, which is associated with uh, superheroes and stuff, I just assume that Howard the Duck was like this little ass kicking duck like he was going to save so the too. planet it becomes very clear early on that he's a little wimp who can't fight and anything that he gets out of he just kind of squirms out of because he's too small well that's yes and no because so the he's like eventually like thrown in he hides out in like a um 50 gallon drum the kind that uh, walter white would do deal with bodies in and he's just like is kicking there and he's like, ah, and I kind of felt for him. I'm like, I would probably want to rest too if I were him. And so he's just like kicking it in this 55 gallon drum. And then Leah Thompson's um, concert ends. And for some reason, the prescribed route home is a walking in Cleveland at like four o'clock in the morning. And two, she needs to go down a very dark alley to get under a bridge, I think. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's a very, um, 
it's like just shitty and gross and there's trash everywhere. And she's walking by and then there's, so there's a couple rapists there. Yeah. Well, a guy wearing leggings. Yeah. There's, they really like new waved him up for this. And, uh, he, so these two guys are like, Hey, let's do some raping. And, uh, so they're like throwing her down and they're like, you know, you never felt like there was any, cause it must've been PG. Cause you never really felt like there was any actual raping about to go down. And so Howard, the duck jumps out of his 55 gallon drum and he's like, okay, I'm going to fuck these guys up. And it was really this Howard, the duck had all of these one liners throughout the movie. And each one was exponentially less funny than the one before. And the one it started out with, it was in this scene where he says, that's it. No more Mr. Nice duck. (laughs) (laughs) That was, that's how imaginative the scriptwriter was. Like anytime they were in a bind for something to name something, and they needed something to um, replace man or woman, they just threw in duck. It's yeah, so all bad. The, all the <laughs> things around his apartment were like these cheesy duck <laughs> crammed in there. And she opens his wallet, and it says like he's from Mar. His driver's license says Marshington D.C. and his. <laughs> His oh, his driver driver's when, license is like Master Foul or something. Yeah, when when he when the cards. when the uh, the, the glammed up uh, thugs run away after the cheesy kung fu act, uh, the guy goes, "I've been doing too much toot." Yes, <laughs> that's right. Yes, uh, yeah. That I'm like as as if of of all people, the uh, the producers of this movie who were in the middle of doing a line while he said that line or while they wrote that line could have come up with something better than toot. <laughs> now, uh, anyway, we're, hold on. we're like, Any- we're like 15 or 20 minutes in the movie, Brian. And my first question of the entire thing hasn't been answered yet. They haven't even come close to explaining why he was zoomed from his planet to earth. They haven't even come close we- to that. And but I, we do find out. Okay, we kind of find out, and, it, and it's very confusing to me either way. Yeah, and I and heard the explanation. <laughs> I'm still not sure what they were doing. Right, exactly. Right, and and think about this for those who don't want to watch this movie and just want to listen to this. It's a it's a duck planet where they do every single thing that humans do. It's a it's a mirror planet to us. It's an but alternate ducks. planet, but they're all ducks. So yeah. even though he's going to a brand new planet, it doesn't have that that thing that like alien thing that most like movies have where they're f- unfamiliar with things. He's like very familiar with just about yeah. anything because he's used to doing it. Yeah. Except he doesn't he doesn't know what pizza is for some reason and but he's very familiar with <laughs> fried eggs. And he's really bummed out about the rain. He's a duck. I thought that too. Water off a duck's back. What? (laughs) He's he saves Leah Thompson from a raping. Oh, and he's his Aikido skills or his martial arts. He makes Mr. Miyagi look like Bruce Lee. (laughs) He makes Seagal look like Bruce Lee. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, he's so tiny, and he's like, "Hi, yeah," and the guy's like, "Yeah," and I mean, you would just pick him up and fling him, like, "Just get out of here." Whack, I got raping to do and just fucking kick him out of the way. Right. But he ends up he ends up fucking up the guys. I mean, Leah Thompson helps too. She's whacking a guy with a crowbar and shit. And, but then she's like, all right, see you later. And he's like, all right, cool. And 
yeah, he goes to leave, but it starts to like lightly drizzle. And yeah. she opens up an umbrella and's uh, like, I'm out of here. I mean, but it's lightly drizzling. And he's like, oh, fuck this. I can't go out in the rain. He's a fucking duck. He's got feathers. <laughs> well, he does. Water. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So not, a, not, ever seen, not yeah. only is he, does he not have um, super qualities, like superhero qualities, he doesn't even have like regular duck qualities. <laughs> yes. He's got the, he's got the worst <laughs> of both worlds. And he's got the worst personality of a human. The oh worst. Yeah, he's a dick. She br- so she then she brings him into a massive loft apartment <laughs> for somebody who's playing shit gigs in a cage. Right. She's got but this she, he's like, thing, and he shits all over her apartment. Well, but he's kind of right. She's like, he's like, what's up with this shithole? And she's like, it's all I can afford. And yeah, it's a huge loft with like views and shit. It's just a mess. You could afford to fucking clean it up, bitch. Like you're not like. <laughs> That's not that's not part of the rent. Like it's it would be pretty nice if you just picked up all those paper plates and f- newspapers and shit. I have a feeling I know what the uh, what Cleveland was called in uh, in his planet. Duckland. Duckland. <laughs> oh yeah, nice. nice. Uh, so then there's then there's first of many long, boring expositional what, what do you think scenes. Duck would be called in, duck, in his duck universe. <laughs> There's lots of bad dialogue. He calls going her on. doll. Yeah, he's oh yeah, he speaks like he dresses like it's the forties. Maybe it's the forties on his planet, because he does like wear he wears like tweed suits, tweeds, three piece suits and stuff. Um it, but then she's like so she brings him home and um he he's like, Give me a beer, and then he's drinking a beer and then he falls asleep in like her little bay window alcove. And then this bitch, she starts going through his wallet. Yeah. She's like a little thirsty for that duck dick and she's looking through his wallet and she finds a little and i don't know how they do it on howard's planet but she finds an unpackaged loose duck rubber there was like a little ductum in his wallet (laughs) and i don't feel like that was the safest way it was out of the wrapper um so they're they're trying to figure out. He spends the night, and then the next day, she's like, "I know what to do. I'm going to take you to go see my friend. He's a scientist, and that's Tim Robbins." And again, um, there's so much more bad dialogue on on the. Um, oh, wait, one, she, one go, thing he, I I wrote yeah. this down when she sees him sleeping and she finds the condom that's unwrapped. She she says, "What am I going to do with you, Ducky?" <laughs> Yeah, she's gonna fuck him. She wants to fuck him. Um, yeah, he's she goes and he goes she and puts, meets Tim. She Robbins puts him in a garbage bag and brings him to the museum. With and then she's like dragging him right. along. Yeah. Meanwhile, and then meanwhile, once he's out of the bag, no one's really that shocked to see. It's not like they're like calling the government that they see this <laughs> mutant duck walking around. They're like, oh wow, look at that! It's a and three he, foot do- duck. And this is all an effort to help him out. And he's sassing the shit out of everyone he encounters. Yeah, he's a dick about it. Like everybody. Oh, in his wallet. Also, another thing I wrote down: Mallard card instead of Mastercard. Mallard Mallard. card. That's it. Good one. Um, Yeah, Tim Robbins has lines like, "Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a duck." (laughs) (laughs) And don't don't flutter off in a huff. Stuff like that. And he's wearing um, so, a bedazzled Ohio State sweatshirt. 
So yeah, might be a yeah, serious. that was kind of weird. And by the way, like Tim Robbins, I don't know if it could be um, over expressed. Like he, his character is so annoying. They told him yeah, to really overcompensate sucks. and be the nerdiest of nerds, uh, be annoying. And then I'm thinking this too, as I'm looking at the guy playing this nerd and anyone who would, who would even come close to acting that way. And I'm thinking this guy eventually has sex with Susan Sarandon. Crazy. <laughs> but think about that. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, but he, does, he seems that like being a real said, dork. He was trying to help Howard, and Howard goes, "So, Filzy, are you a scientist or a janitor?" I was like, who the <laughs> fuck are you? You're a piece well, of shit duck. Are you well, shitting on janitors? How, in Howard's defense, <laughs> Tim Robbins did kind of misrepresent himself. Like they're there, and you think you're dealing with a scientist, right. and then all of a sudden, the real scientists are like, yeah, they, "Hey, like, we need you." Yeah, we need you to um, mop up the jizz in on the third floor bathroom, and then after that, um, some kid puked in the in the um, natural history display. So get that, and you're all of a sudden you're like, wait, you said you're a fucking scientist, and then he's like, well, actually, I'm a research assistant or some bullshit. Like he's still in college. Uh, so Howard's like, fuck this. He gets in a fight with Leah Thompson, and Leah Thompson, kind of a bad guy move. We like you could understand the guy's just been been vacuum laser sucked out of his own living room and deposited on a different planet. You could see he might be a little stressed out. And so he has a little bit of an outburst. Not that bad. But he's like, look, bitch, I don't need you. You're not helping. And she's like, cool, I'm out of here. And she just fucking leaves him. That's right. Well, that was right after he shit on that class trip. These kids came up to him to be nice. And he just he sassed them. Told him to fuck off. They were ogling him. They were ogling his little duck body. I imagine that would be very annoying. He was a duck. He, he should know he's not. He doesn't belong there. Yeah, people are gonna look. Um, so then he goes and gets goes to get a job, and he goes to one of these like job services, and immediately the the woman that works there is like real mean to him, but also is like, I, I get it. I get. She thinks he's like. Some kind of weirdo. But but you got you have to think about what you just said, Brian. He 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 goes and gets a job. <laughs> like yeah. why, yes. why the hell hold on a second? He get so he gets sucked out of his planet onto planet Earth, and one of the things that he has to do, other than just get the hell back to his home planet, <laughs> is get a job. He's gotta get a jack shack. Yeah. A duck has to get a job. Well he no, he was he was <laughs> He was making peace with like, he's like, maybe I'm stuck on this planet. And if so, I need to get a job because he's not the kind of duck that can just go hang out at the park and forage and like eat grubs and shit. You know, he's, he eats cheeseburgers and stuff. So he's got to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Can't even deal with rain. But before you get, before you get to the, uh, what he eventually did, are you going to talk about the actual recruiter, the person that gets him jobs? It's yeah, a, so this, a heavy set yeah. black woman, right? Right. And mm-hmm. she, she like bends over to get files or something. And oh, he, yeah. he does just this disturbing thing where he's about ready to eat her ass or something or bite her yeah. ass. Yeah. What is that he, all about? He attempts to, she, she's real mean to him and she's like, but I'm going to get you a job. So 
be ready because she she assumes he doesn't want to get a job. That's why he looks so weird. And he so she turns around to like look at her papers, and he goes ah, and he he tries to bite her ass, which is my buddy Telly Tuput's thing. It's which it makes it clear that's why he wanted us to watch this movie because of that ass eating scene. <laughs> I don't. I just stunning. I. I He's supposed to be the hero of the movie. Like, this is the thing that you're supposed to think is cute and pull for. But he does these little perverted things that just make him out to be this little fucking he's creep. Yeah. No, he's very, he, he's very creepy. Like, he wants to get some sex because, well, we'll get to that later. Well, he's a talent boy at the Jack Shack, Lava of Love. Yeah, so he gets, he gets a job at the place Splash Splashes. The place where Jason Stewart went on his <laughs> blind date with that chick from Temptation Island. Exactly right. It's a hotel of whirlpools. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> totally and his boss is Charles Nelson Riley for some reason. And he's like, hey, go clean up that cum in there. And like that's like his job. And then but then Howard's like, must not have needed a job too bad because he's like, fuck this. And then his boss is like bent over like a like a boiling hot tub that appears to be filled with liquid excrement and he's pulling like a dirty it looks like sewage and he's pulling a dirty bra out of it and he's like i gotta get that fucking duck in here to clean this up and he's bent <laughs> over it and howard the duck comes in and just fucking pushes him by the ass and dumps him into the shit tub what what was going on there did you guys did did that make more sense to you than me no, that's, that's what, was, what was that the guy gave him a job he has yeah. no papers, no social security number. Or social how's, security how's, he's got to get paid in cash. Yeah, <laughs> the only way he can get paid is with cash. How does he get direct deposit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that existed in 1986, <laughs> yeah. he couldn't have had it. Was this what was that? That was before or after he jumped into the hot tub with two naked oh, yeah. people? No, he tossed <laughs> it. I think the guy tossed yeah. him in. Oh, he tossed him in. Okay. <laughs> he tossed him in. And- Everybody. You're, you can't sass people when you're two foot six. You cannot sass. I like I like how the the couple in the tub though a, a mutant duck gets thrown in with them, and the guy just keeps having sex with his prostitute <laughs> like nothing's he barely even notices. Again, yeah. um, again, a PG movie, um, which implies made for kids, and there's a lot of innuendo that isn't even subtle. Yes, yeah, barely. No, it's crazy. Innuendo. Yes. So he's um, he quits that job and eventually he he he's like walking down the street and he's like fuck I'm a loser and then he sees the chair from his living room and he's like he sees the hole in the ceiling he's like oh I'm right back where I fucking started in this crazy alley and he looks across and there's the bar where Leah Thompson's bat band is playing their Jeffrey regular Tom. gig so who's buying and meanwhile it's a packed house who's buying tickets to see this band they're so bad yeah they're a poor man's runaways they're a poor man's Joan Jett. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what they're going and for. And they're called Cherry Bomb, which is Joan Jett and the Runaways. Right, exactly. So he goes um he's he heads into the bar. Doesn't have as much doesn't really have a problem getting in this time. He cruises in, he cruises up to the bar. He lights up a cigar and he sees that uh the band's manager who Leah Thompson has complained about is he's like at the bar and he's he's um he's skimming He's like getting paid for their performance, but he's keeping all the money. And um, Howard's wise to that. And he's like, fuck that. He's going to settle a score. So he's, he talks a big game. He's like, hey, look, here's what's up. You're going to give me um, Beverly's money or I'm going to fuck you up. 
And the guy's like, well, you're a tiny little duck thing. And he's like, you don't understand. Like, I don't, if you don't give me the money, there's going to be trouble. So then I'm going to duck you up. Yeah. The, yeah. Then the band manager is like, Hey, take care of this guy, Richie. And Richie's um, one of the guys that stole Cameron Fry's Ferrari in um, when he was supposed to just be valeting it. Uh, he uh, comes what up. country do you think this is? Yeah, that's him. He comes, yeah, he comes over and he just, he's like, Oh, you're a little fucking duck. This is exactly what I would do to this duck. He grabs him and he flings him down the bar. I feel like this was, uh, this happened in every movie up until Howard the Duck. Like you, there was never a movie that somebody didn't get slid down the bar and knock all the glasses off on, on their way. Yeah, it and- seems like it would hurt your back to do it. So it'd be hard, but not with a little ducky guy. It would be hard with yeah. a real human. But you, so he flings the Howard the Duck down the bar and he goes sliding all the way down the bar and he knocks all the glasses off and you're like, oh, that's the end of him. But he comes back and ends up beating all their asses. He does his duck keto and he's like kicking guys in the head and shit. And then for some reason, this bar, they can't order their own crushed ice or they don't have one of those ice machines. Every restaurant or bar I've ever worked at has a, had a big machine that just makes cubed ice. But they didn't have that there. So on on the bar, there were loads of very sharp ice picks, just like the ones that the one that um, Sharon Stone used to kill that guy in Basic Instinct. And he so he fucks up he fucks up the manager, and then he takes an ice pick and he goes like he's gonna stab him, like um like at the end of Bad Boys. He goes like he's gonna stab him, and he stabs him, but twist. He just stabs him through his Michael Jordan style pirate hoop earring. And so he's like pinned to the bar with the ice pick. But then there just happens to be another ice pick. And he's like, ah, you don't have an earring in the other ear. He's like, I'll make a hole myself. And then that gets, that gets him to finally acquiesce and hand over all the money to Howard. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and then, and then relinquish control over Beverly and the band. Is that it? <laughs> right. a dramatic the story, scene. The story yeah, was, of how that bad band lost their manager right there. Yeah. And did yeah, you, exactly. Did you guys notice? So he gets home from work and he sits down and gets sucked into another universe. Yet he's got many outfit changes and all these pants that have a hole for the the ducktail. So yes, that was weird. He would have had to do he would have had to find a seamstress that could do that part for him. But he did – there was some exposition there that was explained when no. he went to get a job because – and this is – this sometimes will make it tough to get a job where he's like sitting there and she's like, I'm going to get your job. And he's like, yeah, because I had to shoplift all these clothes from the little kids section of the um, Goodwill or something. Oh, and I, so he's, I missed that. Yeah. He, that's where he gets his camouflage pants. But he had to cut holes and, and sew it up. For the tail, because the t- yeah, the tail's always sticking out. Um, so then he's he's hanging out with the band, and Holly Robinson's there, and then um, fucking Tim Robbins shows back. He's up. a real he, drag. He, he brought it, this was a strange thing. He brought pizza, and then there was also like a styrofoam thing on top. It looked like it was probably wings in there. Like that would be my guess that there was wings, maybe a salad. Who knows? Sticks. But he brings pizza and he sets it down, and then Howard's like, "What's this?" And he's like, "Oh, it's pizza." And he's like, what the fuck's pizza? And he explains, oh, it's an Italian flat thing. And then no one opens up the pizza? There's a fucking piping hot pizza in the room, and he just sets it down, and everybody completely ignores it, including Howard, who's never had pizza. 
Imagine being able to introduce someone from another planet. <laughs> to, you, you need to try this. I remember when I was when I was younger, I was working at Marie Callender's, and some guy came in, and he was like with a chick, and he was foreign, and he's like, "What is that?" He like points at the pie case, and she's like, "That's pumpkin pie," and he's like, "What the fuck is pumpkin pie?" Oh. And she's like, "You've never had pumpkin pie," and I'm like, "Hold on." Let me get you a slice. I was like, I'm giving this guy his first ever fucking piece of pumpkin pie. And here's this Howard the Duck. He's never had pizza. And they just leave it. They just let it sit. Also, there's six beers in a six pack. Those are fucking warming up. Like crack those open. Yeah, you just performed on stage. You're that's thirsty. what that's what you do after a show. So Howard and Leah head back to her pad. Uh-oh. And this is really like this is the only scene you need to see. Like Leah Thompson, she starts she's by looking, showing she's cool. She's like, "Let's watch Letterman," which was cool. Yeah, they get in bed together, and she's wearing like a camisole tank top and little panties. And this is back in the day. You got to understand, these days you cannot open your phone without seeing somebody's huge ass with the g-string <laughs> right in your face. Back then, like the g-strings, I'm pretty sure were not invented. And it was, it was purely the garb of a whore. Like no, no right. self-respecting woman was wearing a G-string back then. And this, this Leah Thompson, she's in like the little panties that all, that they used to wear back then with the, like the little thin lace on the side, but it's, it's not a G-string. It just covers like, it was like a most string of the bottom. connector. Yes. Real big fan of that. Did any did anybody else have a stirring in their loins like I did when they saw that? Scene? I did. Uh, the only bummer were the uh, the calf high Hanes sweat socks. That was kind of weird. I didn't like that she was getting it, but it gets very cold in Cleveland. That's true. I was so maybe she I she needed those wool socks. I missed out on this. I I did. I was not a uh, a Leah Thompson fan back in the day, but. That scene alone sold me on her. So totally, if, yeah. If she's in other, if she's in other movies where she's either naked or or uh, or almost naked, like in that scene, then I, I should probably look those up because I was yeah, I was never a fan impressed. either, but but I should have been. Neither. She's she. I don't think she did like had like a lot of sexy roles. Is the problem? Well, when she was uh, uh, Marnie McFly's mom, she was Lorraine, trying to sex it. Yeah. Yeah, she tried oh, to that's fuck. That's right. Herself. That's right. And she also tried to fuck this duck. Um. So yeah, he's so he's like Howard's like tries to put the moves. He's like, look, he's like, you know, I'm starting to get into like, the female <laughs> version of your species. And she and she's like, what? And he's like, you know, like, kind of want to hit it. Like, why don't you bring that over here? And she's like, she's like, calls his bluff. And she's like, okay, let's do it. And she fucking starts taking off her top. Oh. And I'm like, whoa. She's gonna fuck this fucking mascot thing. And I'm like, is this even allowed? This is crazy. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like a little bitch, Howard is like, oh, oh, no, yeah, I'm don't just kidding. Up yeah, like, oh, no, don't, don't show me those pert little titties and what's under those little panties. Like, he's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm just gonna go to sleep like a bitch. It was like Howard that. had a chance. <laughs> kind of like the last movie that we, uh, that we did was the, um, what was Teen Wolf when like Teen Wolf became Teen Wolf? And, oh, like, yeah. one, right. one of the pluses that, that his dad told him was that you could have all the ass you want because women want you. And then he finally gets the hot blonde chick in the dressing room alone and then just clams up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
She uh, she only wanted to fuck him as the wolf. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, so, I just want to point out that wasn't the last movie we did. It was the last uh, movie. No, yeah, we've, done, we've done many You've movies. We've done at least we've six done, sense. We've done, we've done many movies. And then, we did and Revenge then, of the Nerds. And then does Nukalush and Ed Rooney, they have a key to her apartment? That was weird. So then, for some reason, her bed is behind some... She, like, puts a... Um, puts like one of those hospital room dividers up next to her bed, even though I'm pretty sure she lives alone. And so that you can only see her in shadow. And all of a sudden Ed Rooney and Tim Robbins and some rando just come walking into her house and they're looking through at the shadows through the hospital divider. And they're like, Oh my God, this duck and this chick are fucking. Meanwhile, they don't turn away. They just walk right up and like put their heads over the thing. And they're like, Hey, what's up? And, but it turns out they weren't. He's um, this pussy. Howard is like, oh, it's not what it seems. We're just we're just watching David Letterman. Like it's no big deal. We're not. Right. We're definitely not doing sex. And I, which is obviously the wrong tack. Uh, but this is where we get the explanation of what happened. Ed Rooney is a scientist, and he's like, last week in the lab, we fucking blasted a, a laser into space. And for what reason, I can't remember, but they were like trying to make contact and they're like, but it hit the wrong planet as though we can, you know, I'm just, we can let that go. Uh, But we hit the wrong planet and we sucked you to this planet. Sorry. And then, um, and then Howard's like, okay, cool. Just like shoot me back to my planet. And they're like, oh, I don't think we can do that. Okay. We probably can. Let's do it. And uh, so that was like solved, you know? Um, so they go back to the they go back to the lab to like shoot him into space, but something goes wrong and the whole lab explodes and yeah, so did all they of a sudden, explain why it exploded? They didn't. Uh, no, they didn't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> at least it was lost on me if they did. Like it was um, building to that, and then no, it exploded. Yeah, it exploded, and then also, then all of a sudden, something's not right with Ed Rooney. Like he's. He's he looks a little di- well. At first, you can't. Well, at first, you can't find him, right? So he's like, they're like, "What happened? Oh, he must have exploded!" Like they thought he like disintegrated in the in the um, explosion. Real quick though, Ed Rooney, Jeffrey Jones, kid toucher or child porn? What was this thing? No, no, we're not. We're gonna let that go. Okay. How fucking old is this guy? Oh. Ed Rooney. In this movie, it's 1986. 1986. Ed Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Jeffrey Jones, the actor. I'll, give him the, I'll say he was only in his early 50s here. I'll say in like 50, he's 50 even. 50 years old. 5-0 in 1986. Ed Daly, what do you think? Jeffrey Jones, or uh, I'm sorry, Jason Stewart. <laughs> we have so we have so many guests to do these movies, you're, and you're it's rarely it's rare here. that it's you. It's rare that it's you, yeah. uh, Jason Stewart. <laughs> who? How um, old is Je- Jeffrey Jones during this movie? I'd give him 72 now. So you've let, looked let, it up. So you've looked it up. No, no. you're such you're, no, you shit on everything. No, I, so this is a total guess. I give him 72 right now. Was I right? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh my so, god! That's yeah, you destroy every guess. joke. Because I was yeah, so he was, what that hey, made. By the way, after yeah. after the explosion, I think it's worth pointing out. So the Cleveland cops roll in, 
And they're trying to... Some cop instructs his boys to rip off Howard's clothes. And he's fighting uh-huh. back. And these Cleveland cops can't get it done. Now, these are the same Cleveland cops that murdered 12-year-old Tamir Rice. But yes, yet, a three-foot right. duck, they, they right. couldn't handle. And he does the old switcheroo where he, he, he's handcuffed. I think he's handcuffed. And he lights a cigar. And then he flings his cigar into the trash and the trash catches on fire and the cops like i need to stick my whole head and body into the trash like just let the trash burn what's going to happen it's in a trash can and it's on fire and just let it burn he sticks his whole head and body into the trash can so leah thompson and howard the duck can just push him over like it was (laughs) like it's it's kind of like when you'd run up behind your buddy and get on all fours, and then you come up and you push your buddy backwards over your buddy that's crouched behind. Something that, that it's kind of like that. Something movie. that has inevitably broken like necks over the years. Like before they put an end to that tactic, before it went away, it must have had many uh, spinal injuries, like paraplegic incidents. That's a horrible gag to pull on something. <laughs> it really is. You should never do that. I don't think it's allowed. <laughs> it's it's like that game that we used to play where you would just throw the football up and then whoever caught it had to just run away. Yeah, kill or, the guy you, with the ball. That's what yeah, we. Yeah. What's the name of that? What's the name of that game? I feel like it had a different name than that. Smear um, the something. Something that's smear. Yeah, I'm just smear. Yeah, they don't, they don't play games like that anymore. So then eventually they run. So um, Leah Thompson and Howard the Duck. And this movie is fucking going on forever. Yeah, i got to be it, honest. It feels it's, like the four-hour mark at this point. Yeah, yeah it There's really is. Yeah. Jeffrey Jones scene lasts like 20 minutes. And the detective is one is so of those long. guys that was in a ton of movies. Yeah, I just looked him up. He's called Paul Gilfoyle. He was on – he's been in like everything. Yeah. But he he's like uh, a he's, he's a he's a regular on one of those CBS shows, right? The yeah, NCIS he's on like NC, or NCIS or something. Yeah. yeah, I've never seen that show. Um, so yeah, eventually, so they're on the run. They're hiding from the cops. Also, they're like just right under some stairs that the cops are standing by, and it is very easy to see them. Like they're not even they're not like trying to put anything over their head. They're just out in the open under a staircase that anybody could see, and they're just people are just walking right past them, and then. Miraculously, they run into Ed Rooney, but all this, but Ed Rooney's a little different. Like something, something's happened to him. He may be possessed by Zool. Like something, something's He's going on. He's a little different. Time. Yeah, yeah, he does. It's you really get a lot of um, Ghostbusters esque elements in the in the uh, um, climax of this movie. Well, it's like the um, the villain of the movie comes in halfway th- what was it a two and a half hour movie so like an hour and a half a, in. No, it's like it's like just under 2 hours. But halfway through is when the actual villain materializes because up to now the only villains have been like uh, Howard street punks. Yeah, or, or you know, managers who don't give money to the band and and just, you know, yeah, just in Howard, but all of a sudden, a villain materializes. That is kind of weird. Yeah, usually in these um, comic book movies, like they the villain presents themselves right at the beginning, yes. so you know good versus evil. And and even even this Ed Rooney, he's not really a villain. Like he's possessed. Right, he can't help it. And then he they go it. they go to this diner that it's the woman is wearing like a samurai headband. And uh, yeah. and it's I think Cajun it's a- sushi. Oh, what? 
I think they did that so they could do that very racist shot of the Japanese chef um, sharpening his cleaver. Yeah. Later, when he's about to cut, um, when he's about to cut Howard's head off, they they needed a Japanese guy for that role, so they made it a sushi place. So yeah, and this this diner scene, I mean, I mean, it was like my dinner with Andre level dragging on. I mean, it was just (laughs) ages that they're, by the way, they're on the run. Like maybe get your food to go, you know, like, like smoking the bandit, a movie we did here without Jason, this smoking (laughs) the bandit, the bandits on the run. He pops in and gets a couple of burgers to go and he takes a piss and, and then, and then, uh, smoky comes in and he he gets a Diablo sandwich. Yeah. He's he's done with the piss. And in this diner, the waitress comes over and she's all bugging out over Jeffrey Jones, even though there's a fucking duck man sitting at the table. Too. <laughs> yeah. Also, she thinks the duck is a child in a costume. But when they order three beers, she's happy to <laughs> serve them. <laughs> I don't know what the laws are in the Ohio area, but it seems pretty wild. Um, so, eggs. so eventually they get into another fracas in the... Uh, in the diner and um she serves him eggs yeah yeah she serves him eggs he's never heard of pizza but he knows what fried eggs look like despite them not existing on his planet um then ed rooney's got it they they run into some local toughs and howard's almost served up like they're gonna fill it him and everybody it's like a real um like end times kind of scenario because all the customers are like have bloodlust they're like yeah kill the fuck out of that duck like cut him up and the <laughs> japanese chef's like hot, 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 hot. he's like sharpening his knives and he's very say, racist very, like the very mid-80s stereotypical asian in a movie like any anytime there was an asian in the movie it was yes. a an Asian doing a horrible stereotype of an Asian. Yeah, it was like right. the amazing Chan clan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but eventually Ed Rooney saves the day with some lasers. But then Ed Rooney's like, "You're coming with me, ha, Zool. There is no Zool, only Zool." And uh, he's he like grabs Leah Thompson and grabs her, and they take off in an eighteen wheeler, and they just leave Howard. They're like, "Fuck Howard." And because he needs to take her somewhere so he can have her like (laughs) implanted with like alien fetuses because he's, he's like some overlord from another dimension and he wants to bring his other dudes, but he needs like Leah Thompson's womb. Is that, is that, is that that what they explained? I didn't get that explanation, but that sounds about right. That's why she was tied to the thing later. This is like, what does Howard the Duck have to do with this? Right. They need. Well, how, now, now Howard the Duck's not involved. So th- those two bounce He's off. Just a and this side is, character? Right. They, thinks, they split up. And uh, he, ha, um, Ed Rooney's headed with Leah Thompson. They're going to um, some nuclear reactor, which apparently there's plenty of in Ohio. And uh, she, he, because he needs power. He needs like some kind of power. And, oh, to start the car, I believe it was to start the car, she's like, what do you, we need to start the car or something. And he's like, hold on. And then like a long scaly purple dick comes out of his throat with, with a claw at the end and like, and like sh- shoves it in the ignition or does something on the dash. No, it was what it was the, uh, the old cigarette lighter thing. 
Oh right, that's right. He needed power, yeah, so he, he like plugged he plugged his purple scaly dong throat dong into the cigarette lighter to get power. And they're off. They're off to this nuclear power plant. Meanwhile, the cops show back up with um, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins is back, unfortunately. And Howard is like over, like playing, like he's a um, like he's part of the playground toys. And he's like, hey, Tim Robbins, I'm over here. And he's like, oh, okay, let me out of this cop car. So they let him out. And this is, they got to escape. Like, they're fugitives, right? They go, like, around the back of the <laughs> diner. And back behind the diner, they open up a, uh, the back of an 18-wheeler trailer. And there's, like, a disassembled, one of those mini airplanes that's just made out of, like, um, EMT tubing. Yeah, and it feels like something that would be in the Muppet movie. I know it was. They, you used to see him around in the eighties. I've not like seen one a, since. But isn't it like a hang glider slash bicycle? Is this what killed yeah, John Denver? No, no, no. John Denver had some real shit. Like this was. This is like it's got like a um, like a lawnmower engine that turns a that turns a propeller, but the right. propeller's in the back for it's some more reason. More hang glider than plane. <laughs> but it's got, but it's powered right. Yeah. And, and so they're like, there's a bicycle with a fan. And yeah, it's yeah, that's basically what it is. It's like one of those fan boats, but it flies. But it's got what, wings. Whatever this contraption was, it must have been like real expensive to rent because at some point, <laughs> someone along the way is like, man, this thing costs so much. We need to put it in the movie for 90 straight minutes of a chasing. <laughs> yes, that that scene, <laughs> that scene in this fucking hang glider would. N- Never end. Yes, a hundred percent agree. But also, the, it was it was disassembled. <laughs> so the, you could have written the script where they run around the back of the uh, of the diner, and they're like, "Holy shit! There's a fucking plane back here in this field. Let's fly it away." But instead, because they're on so much cocaine, they're like, <laughs> "We got to build this thing." There's cops that I just escaped from eighty feet away looking for us. Let's assemble this. We should have this done by morning, maybe midday tomorrow. And then, and there's plenty of vehicles we could steal, but let's, we'll build this plane thing. We don't know where they are, but we'll find them. That works for them somehow. They build the plane. And for some reason, I guess it's because uh, Tim Robbins is handcuffed. He allows Howard to fly (laughs) to, to take the yoke. Well, that, I, was how, I was thinking how sense sad to the, the scene where, you know, the the extended flying scene is they clearly had stuntmen do it. And some poor son of a bitch stuntman had to wear the duck costume while they were flying. Yeah. At, at some points, they had one of the little guys in the suit. And then some point it was just a dummy, like attached <laughs> to the actual pilot. And it's was mostly that but there was both but the scene um, would never end they they had to yeah, they were like get to this cut plant. yeah yeah well f- for some reason um and I, I i understand i like this howard he wasn't a pilot on his planet and so he was learning on the job totally get that probably not that easy no, it was a duck that never flew he never flew but, he never swam right. and he never he doesn't went fly or swim but the thing about the cops chasing you on the road is you're in a thing that flies. So just don't fly right. along the road. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Go where the road isn't. And also for some reason, 
I know it's like not like a jetliner, like it doesn't hit 30,000 feet cruising altitude, but for some reason, this thing could only get 15 feet off the ground the whole time. So they're like having to go under bridges and like land on the top of 18 wheelers. With like, it's a flying thing. Just fly like a little bit higher and away from the road, and the cops will not be able to chase I, you because they're swear, in cars. I swear, I would love to know the, the timing on this. They must have spent sixty days shooting stupid ass aerials with this with this contraption. It, it, it must, was a, and I don't know what the 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 uh, the tone was of nineteen eighty six. I don't know if this was like state of the art and really cool, and kids got up in their seats and 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 loved this stuff. But it was just so boring. There's nothing exciting about this stupid adventure. It yeah, it was it's really so it, bad. I remember so, being and then they, hostile towards the movie at this point. Yeah. yeah. Then they end up then they end up crashing into a pond at a water park at a business park. No, yeah. you know what this is? I'm pretty sure this is set as where Biff or Griff Tannen on the hoverboard hit the water. Yes. <laughs> I think it's the same exact body of water be, be in front of uh, uh, City Hall in uh, Back to the Future Two. It's yeah. It's like they they just reassembled the outside lot. the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, meanwhile, Principal Rooney and Leah Thompson they've gone over to the new nuclear reactor to get power, and clearly this is a pre nine eleven situation because the security at the nuclear reactor very lax, in my opinion. They just cruise right in. They just walk. They're like, "Hey, we're here at the <laughs> nuclear reactor." I, have my possessed buddy here and he's like, Hey, yeah, we're with the tour and they cruise in. And so he gets the power that he needs by just walking into a nuclear reactor. And then they cruise back in the 18 wheeler and they head on their way. And I feel like, um, just like, I'm not an expert on this stuff, but I know Chernobyl. Like I remember hearing of this American life about Chernobyl and that this woman was visiting her husband and he got radiation and, um, she set, an orange of ripe orange on the table and they wouldn't let her go near him. And then like a, an hour later, the orange had completely rotten, had completely rotted and withered. And so I feel like him having all that nuclear radiation in him would not have been the healthiest thing for Leah Thompson. I think she might've had, she was at least she was sterile after that. Right. Uh, yeah. And Philzy definitely died. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Tim yeah. Robbins. There's no way he yeah. lives. Yeah, de- <laughs> definitely not. Uh, and, then, and then at one point, I'm not sure if this already happened, they get stopped at like a smog check stop, and um, Principal Rooney just uses like his eye lasers and just massacres everybody at the at the <laughs> smog station. I felt like that was a, a that little was over harsh. the top. <laughs> yes, they, they didn't do anything wrong. You probably could have continued on your way. Um, so what else happens? I mean, is that it? Can we stop? I mean, at some point, the, that big alien, yeah, that, yeah. that, that yeah. went on too long okay. too. Cause it looked awful, but yeah, eventually somehow, eventually, somehow Howard yeah. the duck comes across this, uh, and maybe this was explained, but I got so pissed off and bored that I didn't listen. He comes across this vehicle that has a laser contraption on it and he's able to now use it as a weapon. Now, how did he come across that, and how did he know that this was going to be some weapon that could uh, take on the 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 warlord or overlord? Yeah, that was a little confusing. They're like, they're like, so they get back, and um, 
Gozar the Carpathian, Ed Rooney, has like, he's like harnessed the power of the laser. And they're like, fuck, what do we do? And out of the blue, Tim Robbins is like, oh, I, you know, I can't believe I didn't think of this earlier. <laughs> but in one of the closets back there, there's a, um, there's a, a military grade, uh, nuclear proton laser. Like, we should use that. <laughs> And then they go get it and they're like, oh, well, the closet's locked. Like it's, they're at a, they're at like a, a secure facility. I'm sure there's some bolt cutters around. Eventually they're able to free the proton laser and mount it to like some, one of those like um, golf cart type things. And uh, so then they're like, they can blast Ed Rooney like while he's not looking. But of course, cause it's a movie, they have to wait till there's like a confrontation. And then eventually Ed Rooney, he lights them up with his laser power and they return fire with, and it's like a, with their proton laser. And it's like, it's like a cross the stream situation, very reminiscent of Ghostbusters. And then there's a big explosion and you're like, oh my God, everybody's dead. But then they're not dead. Ed Rooney, they go and check on Ed Rooney and Ed Rooney's like, Hey, I'm the old Ed Rooney. I'm not even, I'm not even inhabited by that uh, overlord anymore. Like how would he even know? that he was ever inhabited by the overlord. But besides that, he's fine. And then um, Howard the Ducks, they're like, oh, no, Howard's dead. And he's like, no, I'm over here. And uh, But then they're like, they, um, Ed Rooney's like, the, the overlord left my body, so he must be around here somewhere. I'm like, how does he know that? And uh, and But then he was right, because the overlord is like some, um, it looks like kind of like a cross between a scorpion. Yeah, it's really and- bad an- animation. Really? Yeah, it's kind of got it's kind of got the face of the alien or or predator. No, more the alien. And it's got it's like, and it's got, got kind of these uh things that open and close like these stranger things monster. Yes. Yeah, it's got like that. So and then so then I'm like, "Oh, we'll just shoot that with that um laser that you just shot Ed Rooney with." And but no one else thought of that for some reason. They're uh-huh. like, "Oh, what are we going to do? I don't know what to do." And I'm like, "Well, just shoot, you got that thing from before to shoot it." Eventually, I think that is what they do. Eventually, they realize they can shoot it with the laser thing, and then it blows up. And it I takes and forever. It takes ages. Uh, and then eventually, they like turn it in to – they shoot it with the laser, and then they turn it into dust. And then that's it. That's the end. And it, uh, <laughs> they, think, they think Howard's dead. And then when they like – Right, and then he plays it off him. And then he sasses him some more. They should have murdered him right then and there. Well, we went he pranks them. I Word. I hate pranking. I hate people that jump out at you. I hate any kind of pranking. I hate um, tricking people. I just I don't know. I don't like that. And this Howard's like, I am inhabited by the Overlord, and they're like, Oh my God, it's in Howard. And then he's like, <coughs> Oh, it's so dusty in here. And then he's like, He he was just making it up. He's pretending because he's a dick. Uh, but but, but they then, also they also blew up the 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 thing that's that would send him back to his planet. Good so, point. That's so right. Now, now this whole thing, I didn't think they did a great job of explaining why he of all ducks was sucked from his planet, and then what they were supposed to do with him when he got here. Well, no, and no, then, no, no, no. And then a, they no, cut off the device that. that got him back to his planet. So it's, it's no, explained the, to the, me. The, the first part was complete, completely explained. It was just an accident. They were aiming at something else, and they just a happened to hit accident. his planet. Okay. That was a complete accident. And the yeah, the re- return. I guess he just lives here now. 
He's like he manages the band. Oh yeah, then well then, then Tim there's, Robbins manages the band, right? Or no, oh, he's right, like Tim the, Robbins. He's, no, he's like the lighting guy. Oh my god! Yeah, then some. Then something happened, and then Cherry Bomb's like the biggest band in the yeah. world, and Leah, it's not Leah like Thompson. this adventure would build their strength. Wasn't on the news. <laughs> yeah. They were just wait a minute. They were just in a cage, and now they're like performing to wherever the Cavs play in the eighties. And, that- and they're yeah. <laughs> That's the woman who was handicapped by the overlord. We got to fill stadiums to watch that band now because she's in a rock band. Yeah, that yeah, that's that's what it was. And then, um, so then Howard's like jamming with them, like they're doing the whole like, oh. um, you know, and there's a, yeah, there's like a whole saying, musical. Yeah, nobody's saying what the fuck is that on stage. Everybody's just going with the duck, right? Wouldn't the wouldn't the government overlords? Oh. Swoop on that duck thing and and fucking zoom it off to Area Fifty One and then fuck with it till it died. Like, isn't that what we do? Premise of the show Alf was they had to hide him because the government would just carve him up. Yeah, and Howard the Duck is similar to Alf. Like they have the the same size body and both assholes. Yeah, they're both they're both jerks. Um, that's it. You guys want to hear the song? Yes, dude. On the sinuses. It's easily the worst movie we've reviewed on the sh- right. show. So it's probably the worst movie ever made. <laughs> Keytar. We got a Keytar sighting. I'm, I'm looking at the. Uh... Woo! Uh huh. They're, so they're fucking, right? Yeah, of course. Woo! Um, I was seeing... I'm seeing here, and I can't tell because we're not getting a clear shot. In the band, according to IMDb... Oh, hold on. Gotta get the chorus. So good. I really, and I don't, I don't know if I've made this clear yet, but the only good thing about this movie is that it makes me really want to have sex with 1986 Leah Thompson. Yeah, I'm um, just looking through the credits. Uh, the bartender during the fight was Thomas Dolby. Oh, nice! I love when they do that. The um, the so the band is Leah Thompson. Holly Robinson, who we know, Dominique Davalos, who we don't know, but also Liz Segal. Isn't that, that one of Yeah, one of the twins? Oh, Double Trouble. Yeah. Isn't that it's there's two of them. Elizabeth A. Segal. Unless it's a different one. Oh, maybe it is a different one, because I'm looking at her IMDB and it's not she doesn't there's no double trouble on here. And you were so. right, there there were eight Howard the Ducks. Two, two of them were women. Wait, hold on. Because she was on Sons of Anarchy. Yes. This Liz Seagal. That she must be the sister of that Katie Seagal. Yeah, because she's married to that guy, Peggy right? Bund- yeah, yeah, Peggy Bundy. This is my question. If you yeah. if you made this movie, if you're this Hayek guy, George Lucas's buddy, and yeah. you rapped and the editing's done and you put the soundtrack in and stuff, 
when he sent this to the distributors or whatever the hell they do in movies, do you think he thought it was a good movie? Yeah, for sure he did. Hundred percent. He thought it was going to be a big hit. He yeah, was. He was already he, counting the, the money. I guarantee you, the studio has the script that he was paid for for Howard the Duck two. Guaranteed. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah. It, um, I remember. I just. I just remember uh, Brian and I having a discussion, and I have to apologize to Ed because Ed did. He was the one who said this is so bad we can't do it. And Brian and I yeah. are like, that's kind of like, that's strange because point. the whole yeah. concept of the podcast is to make fun of bad movies. But yeah, I, I kind of have to agree with that on this one. It was almost, I mean, we, we did our best to, make to spend an hour doing it. Chicken shit. I, I, I'll be honest. I think we, I think we saved it. We, like what we just, yeah. what we just did right here was a million times better than the movie we did it about. And you, yeah, and if you if you're thinking, well, maybe I should give it a shot. They just talked about it. it can't be that bad. It is. Save yourself That's the money. Bad. The worst there's, movie. Ever. There's zero redeeming qualities about it. There's other than other than Leah Thompson bending over and wearing that that little outfit. There is no redeeming qualities about this movie. There certainly aren't any good messages. There aren't any. Bad takeaways, yeah, bad. It's yeah. just a horribly like, made movie. Jeffrey Jones can be a good move, a good actor uh, when he's not yep. touching kids. But easy, easy, or whatever he was caught with. Yeah. Um, but he's terrible in this movie. The overacting, yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's he's really over the top, definitely. Uh, okay, anything else to add? That's it. Awful movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. we're we're, we're not taking suggestions anymore. We got it. No, we got this. Uh, all right. Excellent job all the way around. I really appreciate it, guys. For Ed Daly, for special guest Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 256 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Lifestyles baller, podcast getting bigger and not smaller. Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do. With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew and Brian Beckner, quick to dissect the week in sports and culture and whatever. Plus, you know, there's Kate with a C, but she's known as Fancy Pop to you and me. Talking loud, covers, conundrums, my brothers. Reviewing some movies and shows and others. Top podcast, man, no one is above us. Five star. Even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot Man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man, it really hits the spot Listen up, you players and shot callers TBLS, the lifestyle's baller And you know the show is so flawless TBLS, the lifestyle's baller Listen up, you players and shot callers TBLS, the lifestyle's baller And you know the show is for all us TBLS, the lifestyle's baller
Thank you.